1: This is the stinking Truth.
0: Well, let's start with Kansas City and Baltimore. We'll go in order, and um, what what stood out the most when it comes to Kansas City and Baltimore? Was this a game of, are, are you more impressed by the way the Chiefs won it, or more disappointed in the way the Ravens lost it?
1: I think I'm probably more disappointed about the way it went for the Ravens. And, you know, we've been talking about this and, you know, people have talked about the legacy game for Lamar, right? And, oh, Lamar, you know, he's not a drop back guy. Oh, Lamar, he's not a win from the pocket guy. Oh, Lamar, hey, man, he's rectified that. The maturity of Lamar, he can win from the pocket. I told you, all the I told you sowers out there. And ultimately, when you look at Lamar in the playoffs, I think, Teams have the same perspective. Make him beat you in a drop back game. Make him beat you from the pocket, and we'll see. We'll take our chances with that. And I thought Kansas City did exactly that. I thought even when they brought pressure, and they were talking to them all in the broadcast about all the blitzes they're bringing. I, I I I clarify this like there's two different things. There's there's a dog. And then there's a blitz. A dog is bringing pressure, but it's bringing pressure inserting the fifth guy into the rush. So that to me is not a blitz because we've got five blockers to handle your five rushers. So I think depending on where you kind of where you come from and how you cut your teeth, we would call that where I come from a dog. We're bringing a dog, right? So we're bringing pressure. And I thought a couple things. One, when Steve, when Spag Spagnola. Uh, from from Kansas City. When they brought pressure, even when they got the pressure, it was interesting to watch them basically settle down and not just shoot their shot. Even if they got a free runner, I felt like it was a free runner. What we're going to do is we're going to get to the quarterback, and about three yards from him, we're going to start chopping our feet and getting ourselves prepared. And I felt in doing that, they kind of constricted the pocket. Now, there's still a couple times he got away where he slipped underneath and drew tranquil, you know, and spun out and you know, throws a touchdown pass. But for the most part, I thought the way they developed a cage rush and essentially squeezed him down. And one thing I noticed in this game, Mike, is that when that happened, Lamar took his eyes off the downfield targets and dropped them to where is my escape point? Where is this rush coming from? And I think that ultimately – that's exactly how you play Lamar. You make him drop back and beat you from the pa- pocket. You play zone behind it. You make him throw layered routes. And frankly, it's, it's the one thing he doesn't do exceptionally well. Now, that said, I thought Todd Munkin, their offensive coordinator, I thought, and I thought John Harbaugh for this matter, mm-hmm. I think they started counting possessions. So you think about Kansas City drove down, scored a touchdown. Lamar came back. They matched it seven for seven. Then they drove down another. I mean, it was a ridiculously long drive. And by the time they scored their second touchdown, they are up 14-7, Kansas City this being. There was 11 minutes left, 10.56 left in the second quarter, and Baltimore had had one possession. And that, to me, was the big difference maker. They had one possession, and they started going, shoot, Kansas City's going to get the ball in the second half. They get the second half kickoff, and right now, with 11 minutes left, we may get two more possessions in this quarter. So going in to the third quarter, we're going to have three total possessions. What are we going to get if Kansas City has the ball and they've just driven it twice and extended drives and scored on us? If they get the ball and do it again, like this game is over. And so then all of a sudden you stop doing all the things you've done all year. You, I mean, you, well, that was, the- that was going to that was going to yeah, be my question ahead.
0: because I, I love everything you just said about how the chiefs were able to get Lamar playing a style that they felt they could exploit. But why did the Ravens make it so easy for them? Why did they get away yeah. from running the football? This was a, a team that was very physical all season long was a, was a great running team and it's almost like they i mean are you saying they chose to get away from it almost like they wanted to try to put this game in lamar's hands or did they just you know get caught up in the circumstances and in the process get out coached
1: yeah i think they got out coached is the biggest part of it and i think like i said you had you're sitting there with a 1056 left in the second quarter you've had one possession Mm-hmm. and now you're going shoot we're gonna get maybe we're gonna get two more in this quarter maybe and then they get the ball to start the third quarter oh no no we get do we get the ball I think they I think Baltimore got the right because Kansas no, City Kansas City up.
0: Would, you know Kansas City would have got the ball for the the double score
1: okay yeah and, and anyhow like I like I'm saying at the end of the day wait wait a minute at the end of the day, I just think that they were so limited in possession wise. Did they have maybe they had two with eleven minutes left? Anyhow, long story short is you're sitting there going, a twelve possession game, right, is really going to be what at the end of the day, we'll, we'll be fortunate to get eight maybe nine possessions, and you kind of kick to the curb all the things you did well. I mean, think about this, Kansas City team. They gave up what a hundred. 50 plus yards rushing against Buffalo the week before, and you've got the best running team in football all right. and all that read zone stuff where you know Lamar fakes it into Edwards' belly, you know, and then bounces outside and and does what um does does what he does, right? Like he either threaten the edge, run. He's got the RPO action going on, you know, where they can run the little drift route behind the linebackers get sucked up. Like all the things that to me are incredibly hard to defend, and you put your decision makers on defense. You put defensive ends. You put linebackers. You put those guys in conflict. What am I going to do? How am I going to play this edge? Am I going to tackle? Uh, am I going to tackle Gus Edwards? Am I going to surf and try to play Lamar Jack? Like how am I going to do this? All the things that that keep you up at night as a defensive coordinator. Frankly, the Baltimore Ravens just didn't do it. Right. They chose. They chose not to do it in a game where they were down by ten, and I thought, Mike, this whole time it was so interesting because they played the game like, kind of like how I feel about Baltimore. You get down by ten and you're not coming back. That's how I feel about the way Baltimore plays, and they played that way. They're like got down by ten, and it felt like panic. It felt like, oh, we got to abandon everything we do. You know how many times I've talked to you about the importance of identity? Your idea, what are you? And if I'm going to get my ass kicked, if I'm going to get beat, I'm going to get beat doing what I do well. And at the end of the day, if that's the case, then tip your cap and say, man, you got us. You you know what this reminded me of, Mike? It goes back to that Jacksonville game that Denver played In 1996, in the playoffs, when Denver was a number one seed. And all week, what we prepared to do, game plan-wise, was, hey, we're going to run it against Jacksonville. Unless they give us this look, you know, this eight-man front. Then we're going to throw the ball. They give us this look with a safety rotation down. Then we're going to throw the ball. And I came home Wednesday night after we put the game plan in. And my wife was like, what's wrong? She could tell something was bothering me I go, I hate this game plan. (laughs) I said, I I hate that. And she's like, well, why? I go, well, I go, frankly, man, I don't feel good about, like, I don't feel good about the game plan because based upon the defense that Jacksonville gets in, they can take us out of what we do. We run the ball. I mean, go through the season. Terrell Davis had, you know, 24, 25 carries a game every single game. So sure enough, we get in that game, they give us the looks that make us check out of the run game. And at the end of the day, Terrell had like 12 or 14 carries. He's averaged six yards per carry. I think he had 12 or it was either 12, maybe it was 14, something like that. But he got almost like about half of what he normally gets. And that gets you out of your identity. That's what I felt like Baltimore just got taken out of what they do. And it was, I mean, if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, you got to be pissed. At the offensive coaching staff, you got to be pissed at your head coach. Like we didn't do anything that we've done all year, and and Baltimore's defense shut them out in the second half, or shut them down in the second half. They were incredible. So yeah, I I, I was more disappointed, Mike, in Baltimore.
0: So where are we at now with Lamar Jackson? If this was a legacy game for Lamar, right. how do we look at him now?
1: Um. Well. You know, I talk about this all the time. Until I see one that can run around and scramble around and play off schedule, win a Super Bowl, I'm going to believe the only way to really win one is a traditional dropback guy. And I tell you this all the time, and I've always believed this. I call it the 70 30 rule 70% of the time, you need to be on schedule. of the time when things break down, you got to have a guy that can make a play. And when you are playing the game off schedule all the time, eventually you hurt yourself. Eventually, you'll actually make more mistakes than you make big plays most of the time. And I thought Kansas City, I got to tip my cap to Kansas City for doing what they did defensively. Also, what they did early in that game offensively, they did enough to obviously win that football game. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was undisciplined, but Baltimore had what five or six, like they had a bunch of personal fouls, they had a bunch of penalties that um, kept drives alive and, and didn't allow their offense to get back on the field. They just made, they just made the lion's share of the mistakes.
0: Kansas city. Uh, th- this is a fascinating, fascinating story for me because we saw them twice against the Broncos, Broncos beat him rather handily in the second matchup. At one point, Kansas City's 8-5 and five this season. We're all talking about how vulnerable they look. And I know you're a big believer that you can't always just think you're going to flip the switch because right. one of these times you're going to flip the switch and there's no juice. But, man, they flipped the switch, didn't they?
1: They did. And, and you look at this matchup right now between them and San Francisco, and I can make a compelling argument that – these last two weeks are about as bad as the Niners have played all year. And these last two weeks are about as good as the Kansas City Chiefs have played all year. You talk about peaking at the right time. One team scuffling down the stretch here and like, they feel like they're going to get exposed. And the other team is kind of firing right now. And I, the, one other thing that really perplexed me, I guess, um, the beginning of that game, Justin Tucker, dude, I I get that you're the best field goal kicker in the history of field goals. You ain't going to make one tackle. You ain't going to throw one block. You ain't going to like, what are you doing down there? Poking the bear. You're starting a fire that the rest of your teammates have to put out. What, like what in the world are you doing? And by the way, like I'm not a big believer in bulletin board material during the course of the game, but it does help you focus before the game. It does help you prep, you know, a little bit more focus, a little bit more intensity in what you do, the way you train, all that stuff. I, I felt like Travis Kelsey was seriously pissed. He played his ass off. He set the tone. He was looking for dudes to run up to and say, first down, you like, he was looking to jaw. He got them to create some personal fouls, and I thought he gave the offense the energy that they had to have in that first half to do what they did. And ultimately, I, I just look at that and go, "Man, this game is hard enough. I don't need my kicker kneeling down in front of my on on the opposite side in front of their warmups, like messing with them." I like I have. I didn't understand that at all, but it certainly bothered me.
0: So we we have a long time before the game to be able to talk about both these teams, but final thought on Kansas city uh, defensively, what makes this team so good defensively? Because let's be real here. This is a different Kansas city team, still very successful. They're back in mm-hmm. the super bowl, but they're doing it a different way. And, and let's not kid ourselves. The, the MVP, of this team is Steve Spagnolo in this defense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is 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 great and all that, but this team is where they're at right now because of this defense. So what what makes this defense? How do you describe it? What's the secret
1: sauce? Well, I think, one, all three levels of this defense are really good. I think they've got players on all three levels. I think the secret sauce for me is, and I'm going to go back and, and tell you kind of the way – the Broncos were constructed in their championship run defensively. So when they won with the lead, not the Legion of boom, excuse me, that was Seattle, but the no fly zone. 2015, 2015, your ability to play disruptive coverage, to bump, to run, to disrupt routes, to reroute guys and be in their hip pockets. Um, To do that throws the offense, the timing and the rhythm of the passing game off a little bit. And because they can do that on the back end, they've got two guys in Chris Jones and Karloftis who are really good players. And so your combination of of the front end being able to rush the passer and create havoc and get to the quarterback and your back end being able to disrupt routes – and reroute people, there is that great combination between those two, that great synergy um, between those two, and they do a great job. And Bolton, as a linebacker, does a phenomenal job as well in there. So I think they've got great players on all three levels, and they have a great mesh and a great feel for, you know, the teams you talk to coordinators all the time, they talk about rushing coverage, coverage and rush, rushing coverage, coverage and rush. When you can do that in unison and you can complement one another, you've got a really good potential defense. And that's what they have done exceptionally well and why Kansas City, frankly, is going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl.